This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 141 of the Unstoppable Authors podcast and today we are talking about maps. That's right but before we get into the main topic let's just cover our personal updates. So uh, honestly it's not been the best two weeks for me. Um, April has been a lot slower than March. I've been really distracted. There have been several days where I just didn't feel like writing at all. I've been playing a lot of video games. Uh, but I did have a really nice experience of my intellectual strength working well. My subconscious received a prompt from somewhere and I can't even remember where now. And I woke up the next morning with a three book series premise in my head and the first book fully plotted. And it was like, oh, okay. Oh, you messaged me, didn't you? And said, yeah. oh, chase the squirrel. <laughs> squirrel, go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a fun little side quest and I jotted down that plot. And then the plot for book two just came to me straight away. And just, so I wrote that down If only well. it could always be that easy. Right. If only it could write itself as well. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if I had the time... <clears throat> to pursue that distraction I probably would um but for now those ideas have got to wait um but yeah I think I figured out the niggle that was keeping me from getting more writing done though so hopefully by the time this episode airs I'll be back on track towards my goal yeah fingers crossed yeah. <laughs> well I am currently away on holiday with my boys which is why my sound is most probably terrible and the wi-fi isn't that great um so yeah i'm not really working much although i have done a bit of writing and i really do need to write my talk on self-publishing that i'm giving to derby university next month mostly i've been reading the books that i bought at the foundling museum when i was in london and coming up with heaps of creative ideas that i'm really excited about so yeah i'm doing a little bit of writing but i'm mostly working on ideas and absorbing more inspiration for them mm -hmm. and have you recovered from the london book fair um i don't know because i i had one day turnaround so I got got home and then mm. I had one day before we <laughs> flew off down here well not flew off, but um <laughs> so I I'm not sure I've recovered from everything <laughs> I'm so tired <laughs> yeah Aww. I bet um as for me yet again the weeks have been flying by in an absolute blur and I'm not really sure where they've gone um, how are we halfway through April? I have no idea, but I, I feel like I say this every month <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where's January gone? Where's March gone? Um, but yeah, we're just coming up to the end of the Easter break. So routine's gone out the window and I'm looking forward to getting into a bit more of a routine once Easter is over, um, including with my writing. But the weather here has been gorgeous. 
which means I've been out in the garden sorting it out because that's my thing, which means that I've not done a lot of writing. Not that I was doing a lot of writing to begin with, <laughs> but saying that Holly started a little challenge with a few Instagram writers to collectively reach a writing goal. So that's given me a little bit of a push forward. So yeah, I've been writing words for the original Midorian and I'm still excited to get it finished. Um, and in other news, my short story was accepted for the anthology, which Yay. I'm super happy about. <laughs> so I'll share more about that when I can. Yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Well done. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> So let's move on to our question of the week. Last week, I asked you, what literary event would you most like to attend? On Instagram, Shane said that London Book Fair is the one and he plans to go next year. Um, Melinda wants to attend one of your UK author meetups, Julia. Yes. Dang a Atlantic <laughs> Ocean, she says. Just get on a plane, it's fine. <laughs> and in... Yeah, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> and in the Facebook group, Brett can't wait to attend London Book Fair in the future. And Meg also said that London Book Fair is on her must attend list. Yeah. I'm guessing it was fresh on everyone's mind. I think so. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. for me, like the literary event, now that I've crossed London Book Fair off my list, uh, 20 books would be my next one. Mm, yeah. I don't know where though. Which one? Vegas. America. Today. <laughs> I, it would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. Yeah. I'd this... really like to go to the Career Author Summit. That would have been awesome. And I nearly got tickets for last year, but I just because of the uncertainty around travel, mm. I just couldn't do it. It's a tricky one. Mm. Being new to the whole author world, I don't know much about the events. To be honest, I've I've heard of the twenty k one. Um, yeah oh no it's 20 books 20 books to 50k i always get that wrong see i'm, I'm that new <laughs> anyway this week we want to know what are some of your favorite bookish maps and as well as answering on our social media posts we'd love to actually see your favorites so why not take a photo um share it and tag us we'd love to see them mm -hmm. hey in patreon news we have two new patrons this week Yay. Welcome <laughs> welcome to Tina Capricorn and Susanna Linton. Uh, we're really pleased to have you. Your support is awesome. And thank you for all of the continued support of our other patrons as well. Everyone who signs up to our Patreon gets all of the benefits, including early access to episodes, recordings of our post-show chit-chat, and our monthly sprints and giggles writing sessions. The next one is on Thursday, the 21st of April, which is a slight change to our normal schedule. Um, that's at 8pm UTC, so become a member before then to join in. Membership just costs £3 a month or your preferred local currency, and we'll also give you a shout out on the show. Found out, find out more at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. So let's move on to our main topic, which I'm quite excited about, unsurprisingly. Me too. Because we are talking about fantasy maps. <laughs> this might be a little thing of mine. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> a big a thing bit. of yours, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone has not yet seen Angeline's little reels and TikToks of drawing maps, go and watch them because they're like, <laughs> they're so soothing. They I just are. They're, just, they're like, a fascinating oh. mixture of interesting and relaxing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's your new favourite hobby. <laughs> okay, so um, what books 
and or genres benefit the most from maps? Take it away. <laughs> it's It mostly tends to be fantasy books, let's be real, because um, they are creating a whole new world and that people need to be able to visually kind of get a grasp of. Sometimes you'll see them in sci-fi, but when it's mm-hmm. planets, um, it can just be a bit trickier and you don't see it as often. Mm. Um, but anything that's based in this world, you don't really see much of. Yeah, not very much. I have seen them in all sorts of genres. I have seen maps in historical fiction as well. Yeah, um, They quite often crop up. They, you know, at the end of the day, they can be in the front of a book for any genre. But yeah, fantasy is where you expect to find them, really. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So what tips do you have for creating them well? Uh, this is this is one that people stress out about a lot. I've I see so many authors being like, oh, but I can't draw. I'm hopeless at drawing. Mm-hmm. Um but don't don't fret. Through the rest of the episode, we're going to show you why you don't have to be a good at drawing to uh, have an amazing fantasy map in your book. Uh, the main job of your map is it's part of enticing your readers into the story. So it's way more important to map out locations that are important to the story and you can highlight them on your map by making them larger mm-hmm. the particular cities or even particular buildings like caves forests anything that's important to your story and that's way more important than it is to be entirely accurate in geography and scale I, in one of my books i have a map in the front that is supposedly drawn by a child one of the characters in the book and it has their name and their age written on it so that's how I got away with not being like (laughs) that's such a cute (laughs) idea I love that yeah so so you can cheat and you can do things like that (laughs) yeah so do they need to be like geographically correct (laughs) Julia, <laughs> I, I have a geography degree and I used to make maps for a living so yeah uh, <laughs> that it was important there but yeah like Angeline said when you're coming to um, fiction it doesn't matter it just matters to get the general idea across um, but there are there are things that people do on maps when they make them that make them less believable I guess is is what I'm trying to say something like when you put a forest put a forest in an, on a map in an area all the trees are right really close together and it's like this little circle of trees it doesn't look natural it doesn't look like a forest would mm. so having having it kind of more sparse around the edge makes it look much more believable and much more natural things like that yeah, we had, we had a whole discussion about deltas, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently deltas are overused. So deltas are where there's a lot of little bits of a river going into the sea, mm. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Mount- mountains is another one because, of course, mountains are created generally when two tectonic plates meet. So they they generally form in lines, not spirals or circles or squares Mr Tolkien but (laughs) but when you're talking about fantasy map it may not be natural geography that has created Mm -hmm. 
the landscape of your map. It may well be an ancient battle between giants or dragons or just magic. So you can pretty much explain any geographical anomalies away <laughs> when you're writing fiction. But yeah, it really depends on what you're going for. You might want to create a map that is 100% geographically correct, in which case you need to do some research. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there is an element of realism that needs to be achieved um, to bring you into the story. If you look at a map that just, I mean, like you say, obviously there are going to be aspects that could be magic based. Um, so they might be different to reality, but um, I think that would take you out of the world a bit too much if it's if, if there's too much of that. Yeah, especially yeah. if it's the first thing you see when you open the book, you don't know the story yet. You don't know the world yet. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I've, I, th I think a lot of people refer back to maps as they're reading. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you include a bit of backstory, a bit of, you know, a myth about, you know, giants um, causing this mountain range to appear, people will go back and look at the map again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think it's it needs to fill both purposes it needs to be accessible but then have elements in it that are there in the world building that the people will get once they've read the book yeah and it needs to be accurate to the world building as well in terms of if you have your characters traveling from one place to another and you can look mm. at the map and see those places but there's a mountain range in the way but actually they didn't they did how did they get over the mountains did they go through them you haven't written about it in your book so mm. you, you do need to be accurate in that sense because yeah. otherwise it's confusing yes yeah absolutely <laughs> and but the level of accuracy you want is really up to you I mean you can go online and you can find out how long it would take to travel by different modes uh different distances so that you can work it out exactly and uh there is you know there are readers who want that but there are readers who don't really mind either <laughs> <laughs> The other types of maps you can make are, it's not necessarily just like whole countries. I've seen maps for cities. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, Sarah J. Mars's book, her, her newer books, what they're called, Crescent City, I think she has, you know, city maps and they can be just as fascinating and interesting as well and helpful. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I have absolutely. a map for my um, Kerton, my fictional city, and what I've it's just like a sketch it's just a like you know a line drawing with like the river and a few key like areas I've always really wanted like a proper detailed street map mm. but I don't have the the time or the skills to create that <laughs> myself um so it's never been done but one thing that um I found when I was looking into it is there are loads of resources out there for fantasy and like sort of medieval style maps but not really that much for modern maps which is a bit of a barrier yeah yeah I was true. I was actually giving someone some advice on this um I do have some resources that will generate city maps and while it's focused on yeah is it's designed for the medieval um sort of epic fantasy style city it's got walls around it and everything you can actually turn all those off and you've got a lot of choices in the options for turning them off and uh, somebody was also asking about how they can draw 
a modern city from above so they wanted like the sort of detail on the roofs of the buildings that you mm-hmm. would see in a modern city and I said Google Maps is your friend go and, mm. go and choose a bit on Google Maps and you can see what the buildings look like from above mm. from the satellite view so yeah you're right that a lot of the resources out there are focused on the sort of European medieval that that we so commonly see in epic fantasy but there are p- ways that you can adapt it to make it more modern mm. yeah. yeah we'll talk a bit more about the technical how-tos in a minute um but yeah. what are some pitfalls to avoid I think it's two of the major pitfalls is it's one of those happy medium things not including enough detail so missing out important things or not making your map enticing enough because it's too sparse but also you can go too far the other way and have Hmm. too much detail and have really really confusing maps definitely (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's finding that happy medium like you say um is there's a bit of a knack to that and no one can really judge that except you yes Except your readers will as well. Yes, yes. you will totally be judged. <laughs> I mean, all the pitfalls I can think of are related to formatting, but we're talking about that in a little while, so mm, I'll, yeah. um, I'll hold the fire. <laughs> Probably another pitfall is, like Julia already said, um, if you if you've got two places and you on your map you've got a mountain range between them, but you didn't mention crossing the mountain range in your book. So I think a pitfall is people draw a nice map and then they put it aside and don't look at it while they write their book. (laughs) You have to have it next to you while you're writing so that you know where everything is. And I, when I'm writing a book, because I don't plot, I use my map as a, a live document. So I'm always adding to it. I'm crossing things out I'm changing it as I write and the story develops see that that brings up the question of whether you should make the map before or after you've written the book or during or during (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I mean you can have sort of two versions you could have a simple sketch that you create for yourself to Mm -hmm. keep your world straight in your own mind and then a more detailed and more polished version to go in the book yeah after you've finished writing Mm -hmm. yeah because the one that you're just using for you so that you don't get lost while you're writing it doesn't have to be beautiful (laughs) it can just be any old nonsense as long as it makes sense to you so that you don't get lost yeah 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 definitely I literally had a piece of graph paper with just the names of the different areas of the city and um, like a scribbly line for the river that was it that was what I had for writing mm. my first series that yeah, would never it work light of day <laughs> <laughs> not exactly the kind of thing you put in the front of the book no, no. <laughs> yeah exactly like for one of one of my books the whole setting is just a single street so it was a piece of graph paper with just a line of buildings on it just so that I knew where everyone lived and that never made it into the book mm. <laughs> Yeah, no, you'd hope that the writing would kind of convey that detail enough that you wouldn't need a map. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess some books need them, some books do not. 
yeah absolutely absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) so say you've decided to include a map and you you have no idea where to start what 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 is the first step we'll direct this at Angeline being the only person who's probably made an actual map (laughs) that isn't just a squiggly line drawing (laughs) yeah but honestly there are so many people out there who are drawing maps and I'm sorry I'm gonna send people to TikTok TikTok is a great resource for watching people draw maps and can give you really good hints on how to draw a map there are also some books that I hugely recommend that you'd think I would have pre-planned and I would have the titles and the authors for you (laughs) I haven't (laughs) go to the show notes (laughs) yes we'll put links to them in the show notes I'm so sorry but if you yeah they're ones that I recommend all the time so they're often shown on my TikTok videos but that's a really great resource people are um, showing their drawn maps on Instagram or just go and go to your local bookshop and have a look in the front of the fantasy maps and just get a feel for what fantasy maps look like yeah really um one way I find absolutely fascinating to make the edges of like continents or islands is someone will get some dried like kidney beans or pinto beans Mm. or whatever and just like drop them on a piece of paper and then draw around them because the kind of the jagged edge looks like a coastline Mm. um and there's lots of clever ways to kind of make unique maps if you're not sure how to kind of start it from scratch um they're quite fun ways to do it actually yes there are yeah people do that do do that with like rice and stuff um Mm. if if you're a bit more techy and you've got something like either photoshop or gimp i know does it as well you can um render clouds and then pixelate it um oh sorry posterize it down to two layers and that will create land mass and water mass oh, well, okay. mm. <laughs> nice but <laughs> yeah i think um starting with what you know about your world and what you you know what's most important um and you know start from there and work outwards maybe yeah Mm. don't forget you can make two maps you can make a zoomed out map and kind of zoom in on an area to do a more kind of specific detailed map on an area i've seen that done quite often as well Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely so what should you include in your map important Important stuff (laughs) (laughs) Anywhere your characters travel to, anywhere they travel past, um, anywhere that has some kind of bearing on your character's story. Um, Yeah, and also things that give context on the environment that your characters are in. Mm. Um, You know, geographical elements of a world are really important. Um, You know, I always talk about this because because I love geography. I'm a bit of a geography nerd, but you know when you're writing books, put in what the weather's like. I love the weather and and what the the natural environment is like. But you know, if you have a map that has a big desert area, for example, you can very easily picture that and and what the environment your characters are in is like. Uh, you know, the same as a tropical rainforest with waterfalls. You know, you can really easily picture that. So yeah, just give some context to the type of place they're at. Yep. 
Okay. Good point. I mean, there are there are other things that you can add. I've seen a map that has um, the locations of all different portals. Like this world has various portals in different regions. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not just um, natural elements. It could be man-made elements, things like that. Aside from cities, that is. Um, yeah. I can't think of any other examples. Think of some more examples of <laughs> other other things you might add. <laughs> I mean, at at the end of the day, there are all kinds of different maps you can create. And if you look through atlases, you'll see all the different kinds. They have like population maps and political maps. So if if you're really into creating maps and you want to create a whole load for your book, then, yeah, there are so many different kinds that you can do. Yeah. One of the things I really like in sort of fantasy maps um, are the sort of little like um, iconic creatures, you know, animals mm. like around the edges or on the maps themselves. Like obviously, you know, Tolkien's map um, for The Hobbit includes, you know, Smaug, a little, little dragon over the Lonely Mountain. And I love stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. add those little contextual details and you will make me very happy. Yeah, because yeah. you can put things like flags in or coats of armour mm. and um, symbols that are used for particular families or particular places. Yeah, yeah. doesn't always have to be practical. It can be artistic too. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you don't want to draw by hand, what software options are there? Oh, there's multiple. <laughs> I've only used one of them. Uh, the one I've tried is wonderdraft.net, um, which is paid for software. I think you pay just once, uh, just a one-off, and um, loads of functions that I haven't actually delved into fully myself because I got distracted with actually having to, you know, write books. And, um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just very handy to be able to generate random stuff so you know when you're drawing by hand you have to you know come up with the shapes yourself but with Mm. wonder draft you can just click a button that will give you a random map you can tell it whether you want it to be islands or you know all of that kind of stuff and you can just um it's very much like paint in a way just drawing on a forest for example and the more you draw over it the denser the forest will be um Mm. it's it's quite fun to use and there's another called Oh, go on. Yeah, I I know of Wonder Draft, but I haven't used it. Mm, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I just mm. I haven't done a fantasy book yet that needs a map. <laughs> my yeah. sci-fi doesn't really need it. <laughs> Otherwise, I was thinking I'd love to have a map in my trilogy, but because it's you know it's global, it's like I would have to mm. do a world map, and I'm just I'm not here for it. I'll just have to explain <laughs> it enough that you can figure it out yourself. <laughs> um, another similar. Uh, concept is incarnate um i don't know if that's dot com or dot net or whatever uh I, yeah to be honest i'm i'm not entirely certain but yeah if you just google ink on it and, and i will have, have the link in the show notes so. yes yeah i have a feeling that one is um a monthly payment but i might be wrong it's uh, well there's a free version so you can yes, use right. incarnate for free but it's m- really restricted you haven't got all the um all the use of all the pieces like 
you can't get all the brushes you can't get all the objects the other thing to be aware of with incarnate is you have to pay to use the maps you create commercially so if you're using them for your fiction you have to please be please be honest (laughs) Um, (laughs) and have a paid subscription but I I pay annually so you can you can I'm pretty sure you can pay monthly or annually mm. i've just it's i've just checked yeah, amount, <laughs> it's, yeah 20, I think... it's um 25 dollars for the year or yeah five dollars a month so it's yeah oh that's reasonable yeah it's reasonable yeah so just remember if you are going to put them in your book or give them away to readers or anything like that you will have to pay there there's a new one coming up called dragon map maker it's not out yet because it's still in beta testing i um i joined up on they did a kickstarter and i supported their kickstarter so what as soon as as it's out of beta testing then i'll have a copy of it i'll be able to talk about it then yeah (laughs) dragon but it was yeah dragon map maker it's um yeah, it, lo- it looked really exciting on the Kickstarter, really um, useful. So, yeah, I'll I'll talk about it when it comes out of beta and I get my hands on it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yep. What software were you referring to earlier, Angeline, when you said about being able to switch off the, like, walls and stuff? Um, oh, it's... <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, <laughs> it's like wataboo or something like that um but it's somebody who they make a whole load of all sorts of different generators and some of them are for making maps some of them like they make dungeons or they make islands things like that there are absolutely tons and tons of them Mm. um I'm not entirely certain how it's pronounced, but uh, we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. Honestly, you'll have to go and see the show notes <laughs> for this episode because they're going to be immense. I think yeah. there's there's a lot of resources out there because people aren't just making maps for books. They're making maps for uh, D&D, for example. Yep. That's that's a massive thing. Um, yeah. So there are, I mean, we've, we've listed three different softwares you can use but I bet there's way more there are loads more yeah yeah so (laughs) just just do the search (laughs) yeah okay so Julia talk to us about formatting them well yes formatting maps (laughs) I mean I could talk about this for ages and there's going to be a section in my book um the book formatting formula about how to format maps because they can so easily be done wrong um First of all, you need to decide if you want a map spread over two pages or just on one page. And the reason this makes a big difference when formatting it is that I've seen so many maps where people want it across two pages, but they've put a load of important information or labels right in the center of the map, which is where obviously the page fold is. Hmm. So I've, I've had to tell people who have formatted books for you can't have that map across two pages because you're going to lose, you know, part of your map down the center. So, yeah, having them on a single page obviously um, avoids that issue. Um, so consider that when you're making a map. Um, the other thing you need to decide is whether you want it all the way to the edge of the page or not. That makes a big difference because a lot of people do these fancy, ornate borders around their maps. 
but when it when they want it to go all the way to the edge of the page obviously the pages are sliced off when they're printed and you're potentially going to lose some of that detail or it's not going to look centered um it's quite complex <laughs> for getting a getting a map into a book like you'd be surprised and another thing to consider is that it's likely to be in grayscale it's going to be black and white um unless you're paying for color printing which most indie authors do not so, you know, don't go and put a load of color detail into your map because, well, you can, but consider that it's going to be lost when it's in a book. Obviously, you can get it printed for other purposes um, and you can have that printed in color. But when it's in your book, it's going to be black and white. So don't rely on color to put your map points across. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I learned a lot there. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> It's, the, it's these things that people don't consider like when they're making a map they won't think oh I want it across two pages and the middle is going to be lost mm. um you know people will think oh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the title of you know the place right across the top because it's centered it looks nice but you, you can't do that <laughs> so. yeah so if you yeah if you're gonna have any text it needs to be offset one side or the other and mm. I mean you're gonna basically have to have down the middle is going to have to be either like sea or empty land with no features right because you are nothing important yeah. yeah I mean you can have a mountain range going across it and you get the idea mm. you don't lose too much of the image it's it's quite minimal um especially when it's at the front of the book but yeah it's yeah it's tricky but at the same time I've seen people who have had maps made for them and then they've they've formatted the book themselves and just put it as this tiny little image you have to be aware of how big your pages are mm. so you know uh, an eight by five book isn't isn't big and so you are going to lose a lot of detail if you if you print it really small so that mm. needs to be taken into consideration as well mm -hmm. absolutely and mm. I mean what are would you would you just format the map section of someone's book and not the rest of their book for them if they just wanted that bit doing right? Or is it just part and parcel of the whole book? Like if, if you're going to get someone to do it for you, they're going to have to do the whole book. Um, no, I mean, if someone came to me and said, can you help me with my maps? You know, I would. I mean, mm. they'd still have to pay, but it wouldn't be yeah. as much as it would for formatting a whole book. Um, but I also do the, the formatting reviews um, I don't know if I've talked about that on here yet, where uh, basically you give me your formatted book and I'll look at it and tell you what's wrong with it <laughs> and what's right with it. I try and keep it positive. Um, but yeah, I can I can give pointers. I prefer to teach people how to do it yeah. rather than do it for them, because I know that indie authors are going to keep publishing, hopefully, and, and do it multiple times. And I'd rather that's you know, that's why I'm writing the formatting book, because I want people to be able to know how how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. OK, so let's talk about commissioning maps. If you really do not have the time or the skill set, if the software you've seen doesn't click for you, what are your options? Yeah, so there are loads of people out there. It is a it's actually a bit of a growing business mm -hmm. and uh, there are lots of people out there. You can find people on places like Fiverr. Mm -hmm. You can find people on Instagram 
places like that or you can um, ask for recommendations you might have seen a map that you really liked in someone else's book and just ask them who did it or sometimes it'll be in the copyright won't it yeah or in the acknowledgements it will be hopefully somewhere you'd think (laughs) a really good resource that I like is the cartographersguild.com and they have a forum and you can get loads of tips and advice there and there are people on there who um do map creation for other people so I think you know it's uh you'd need to get to know them a little bit you can't just jump in and go oh you can you make me a map that that would be rude (laughs) (laughs) so you know like we're always talking about with you know um finding critique partners or beta readers or um you know services don't just yeah (laughs) <laughs> don't just ingratiate yourself without getting to know people a little bit first yeah I think I'd also say make sure you give someone enough time don't mm. um you know go two two or three weeks before your publication date oh I need a map quick throw me a map <laughs> together because it just <laughs> they they need way more time than that so this is one thing you really don't want to rush mm-hmm. yeah it's it's very much like finding any other kind of freelancer you know get recommendations do your homework and respect their work like like Mm -hmm. julia says you know they don't expect them to just throw something together in a few few minutes for you and expect to pay because a lot of work goes into map creation a lot of time goes into map creation so they're not going to be cheap Mm -hmm. you're not going to get one for a tenner no even on fiverr no exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, as Junior mentioned a minute ago about um, you may still want a colour map for a purpose other than putting in your book. Once you have a map, you can actually do lots of wonderful things with it. So let's talk a little bit about merch. Yes. <laughs> I Yeah, printing maps and sending them as uh, pre-order giveaways or general giveaways or, you know, all of that people will eat that up especially if they, if they love if they love your story the map of that world may be on their wall so mm. yeah or you can put them on bookmarks you can put them on stickers you can put them on t-shirts but <laughs> yeah. make sure you have if you have commissioned an artist make sure you have the rights to do that yeah yeah absolutely so check. <laughs> yeah and you can of course use them uh, as a reader magnet um, so you could have, you know, a link in the back of your book saying, you know, get, you know, get access to the map rather than putting it in the book or offer it as a physical um, physical product or a download in addition yep. to being in the book. Uh, it could also be a reward for like a Patreon. Um, yeah, Patreon tier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, yeah, and this is where you can also include all the other maps as well if you've done like zoom in maps on particular areas or even internal maps you might you might have a world map and maps of particular buildings you know just of the rooms in them or even like the a map of the interior of a ship something Mm -hmm. like that and yeah you this is your chance to include all those other maps that you created but (laughs) didn't make it into the book (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And for people who have 
you know, got immersed into the book, that would be quite an enticing um, thing to get them onto your list or onto your Patreon or yeah, anything definitely. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything else anyone would like to add about map making? Um, only that maps are awesome. Give it a go. People are really, I, I find people are very scared to give it a go because they go, oh, but I can't draw. I'm not very good at drawing. But it's then one of those things, isn't it? The more you practice, the more you try. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like Angeline said, go on TikTok. There's loads of little tutorials, YouTube as well, I bet. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Give it a go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, that leads us on to our would you rather question for today. So I, it's not kind of map related, it's travel related. <laughs> would you rather have a flying car or an amphibious vehicle? <laughs> um, oh. Oh. Mm. My mind immediately goes to the negative. I'm like, would I rather die by drowning? <laughs> <Would I rather laughs> die I guess I'm just in that in that frame of mind right now. How awful! Um. Yeah, which one would go wrong in the least harmful way possible? Um. I think it's yeah. I, I'm going to take it a bit more positive and upbeat. Um, I, I I'm a huge fan of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It like. It was one of my favourite films as a kid. It was my eldest's favourite film for a good long while. But when he was two, he it was his favourite film, he, but he couldn't pronounce ch. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So oh. it came out very wrong. And oh, we were always having to interpret it to other people saying, no, no, he's talking about the film. <laughs> it's it's um, yeah. Oh. So I'm going to go with Flying Car. Yeah, good one. I'm I'm going to uh yeah, no, I'm going to go with flying car because I think you just avoid way more traffic. Like <laughs> well, you would because like it's you so with, true. with a water car, you can only go through water, can't you? But you still yeah. have to go on the roads when mm-hmm. there's no water. Whereas if you have a flying car, even if there are roads, there's there's still air. So you can just That's... bypass. Especially that yeah. bit where people go past That's Stonehenge. True. Oh, just to get down to Devon and Cornwall and everyone just slows down on that road past Stonehenge. I just want to fly over it. <laughs> I've seen Stonehenge loads of times. I've, I've passed it. But you get, you'll get you get to see it from bird's eye view. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go for flying car and hopefully... I'm, I'm afraid... I'm afraid that I'd have to go for amphibious vehicle because oh, I'm scared now. of flying. Oh okay. So. I thought you were gonna give us a great reason and we'd be like, oh yeah. I didn't think No, <laughs> it is it is purely because I am scared of flying. Mm. So it's it's gonna be an amphibious vehicle for me. But I I yeah. will sit in the traffic going grrr towards your flying cars <laughs> soaring above me. <laughs> yeah. I do think it would be a wonderful experience to have a ride in an amphibious car and be able to see you know ocean life underneath mm. you know assuming it had like it'd be a bit pointless if it didn't have like glass you know yep. walls and ceiling <laughs> you want to be able to see everything around you right and I'd, I'd quite like a ride through the like through like a you know coral reef or something um yeah that's all right I'll take you for a ride in mine yeah <laughs> it sounds claustrophobic to me but then I'm claustrophobic so 
Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, just a reminder of our question of the week. What are some of your favourite bookish maps? And don't forget to share a photo and tag us. And remember that if you want to join us for sprints and giggles and get all of the other benefits, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors. And don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review.